I realize now on the the tube, the underground, you could tap your tap card and it takes it directly from your card. So you don't even need an Oyster card anymore. Oh. It's like, amazing. Like it's a credit like Yeah, you just you tap, tap your, your credit, credit card. card. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Ticket to Anywhere podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Trizzy. And I'm Leah, LA in flight. We are two voices, two views, and two ways to adventure anywhere. Yes, and in our second episode of the new year, 2022, we have another destination-based episode on... Oh, for those of you that are listening, she's wearing an AFC Richmond scarf. Yeah, and if you don't know what it is, it's basically Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso, based in the UK. The UK, and this episode, which we never said, this episode is a London episode. So I recently, in November of 2021, spent 17 days, about two and a half weeks. Uh, working remotely and hanging out in London. And it literally was like the least touristy trip you could ever have to London. I talk about like how much I spent, uh, what it's like with COVID and restrictions right now, like more cultural things that you would only think about a city if you were spending an extended amount of time there. Mm -hmm. And no, 17 days was not a mistake. I literally meant to go spend that amount of time in London and it was so amazing because I got to see so many of my friends from around the country not just the city they came from you know a couple hours outside of the city as well and so I think this episode is really makes more sense to you if you've been to London at least once Mm -hmm. this is not really an episode if you're if you've never been to London before because you will have no idea what I'm talking about and I literally don't mention one famous landmark yeah. whatsoever no touristy things no basically you went there and one of the cool things that you did was just work remote and i know a lot of people right now who's working remote mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i mean given the circumstances that we are in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they hopefully will look to you know work remote in london like yeah else yeah <laughs> well and wombats the first hostel i stayed in um, gives you a digital nomad discount if you're staying mm. between 8 and 28 days. So I wow. uh, was able to apply that to my stay because I was there for the first 10 days. So I got a little bit of a dis- discount by booking direct. Um, and yeah, this was a special episode because it felt so much, it, it was just so much different. It was so non-touristy. And as you'll hear, I did go and surprise one of my uh, best friends for her 30th birthday uh she wouldn't pick up the phone for a day and a half so i sent her a tiktok video of me in front of the tower bridge shout out to you kate but you know we finally figured it out Mm -hmm. (laughs) had help from other friends on the ground and it was just great honestly i could trizzy was asking me this uh before the camera started rolling but like i could live in this city yeah. I, I love it like, so much. I yeah. can see you in that city too. Yeah. There's just so much to do. There's always something going on and it's just I so easy it. to get everywhere. Like we, we're obsessed with public transportation. If you don't know us already, <laughs> we're obsessed with public transportation because it doesn't exist here oh, in yeah. LA. And so when we can get to places that have it, we utilize it and then we rave about it and cry when we come back home. I know. <laughs> Back to driving, but yeah, yeah. And I mean, every single day I went to a different coffee shop. I'm not even kidding. Damn, I know that's your thing. But this isn't any London coffee Mm -mm. today. No, Mm -hmm. I'm just having 
um, just a standard Pete's coffee with some oat milk. I don't even know the brand. It's just like generic. Yeah. Yeah. Something basic. Yeah. But what about your tea? Keep it simple. My tea is simple too. I just have like a regular chamomile going on. Mm Mm-hmm. It's sleepy time. I've been very stressed from work, so <laughs> you know, gotta uh, gotta calm my mind back down. <laughs> well, yes, we hope you enjoy this episode, and keep in mind, we hope this inspires you to dig a little deeper the next time you do visit London and the UK. So, cheers! Cheers to that. Missed flights, travel tantrums at the gate, lost in an airport. We want to hear your airline and airport stories from the funny to the glorious to the unfortunate ones to the thrilling tales. Since I, Leah, missed my connection flight from JFK to London in November, we've heard some anecdotes that actually didn't make missing the flight altogether that bad. If you're willing to share them, then we're willing to share and we know our audience will get a kick out of them. So go ahead and DM us on Instagram or Facebook at Ticket to Anywhere Podcast or send an email to ticket to anywhere podcast at gmail.com by January 31st, 2022 to be featured on an upcoming episode. Hey there, it's Trizzy and Leah, your host for the Ticket to Anywhere podcast. We created this travel podcast for you who's just as obsessed with exploring the globe as we are. We each travel a different way and even have different work schedules. But every episode, we aim to widen your worldview, inspire you to consider a destination near or far, or learn from others. With us, you can adventure from anywhere. Keep in touch with us on social media at Ticket Number 2 Anywhere Podcast. Remember to connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Never miss an episode by subscribing to Ticket Number 2 Anywhere Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Pocket Casts. And hit subscribe to follow our visual podcasts on YouTube to keep up to date on our channel. If you find value and enjoy our episodes and special guests, please rate us and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It means the world to us and helps others find us easier. You can also leave comments or reviews on our YouTube channel or Facebook page. Be sure to search for Ticket Number 2 Anywhere Podcast. Take a screenshot of the episode you're currently listening to, share it on your socials, and tag us. Or send this episode to a friend if you think it'll be helpful for them. And if you'd like to support us by monetary means, you can do so by buying us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com forward slash ticket number two anywhere. <laughs> I just spent 17 days, like almost two and a half weeks in London and London alone, London, England. Mm. And I meant to do that. I meant to spend that <laughs> long there. It was not a mistake. I actually went to London to surprise one of my best friends, Kate, for her 30th birthday. She had no idea I was coming. I had on the ground help from our friend Polly to figure out logistics and what events I would join, etc. Kate and I met bartending in a hostel five years ago, so we celebrated her 25th birthday. Uh, It was a very different birthday from the one we had this year, but... Yeah, I was excited. I was like, you know what? London had just opened their borders um, on October 11th, and there were no countries on the red list. All of this has changed, by the way. Um, At time of filming, it is beginning of December. All of this has changed in the past few weeks, and I'll get into that in a little bit. But yes, I uh, I purchased my flight all on Amex points as well, which was awesome. So I earned it, worked hard for it. I booked the flight three weeks in advance, which is... 
you know, we talked about the end of your episode last year, all this last minute planning, which was scary. It's so unlike us and scary yeah. AF. But this was also my third time to London. So I'm like, I'm feeling good about it because I'm. it's <laughs> not like I've never been to the city before. Uh, this was really a trip to con- reconnect with all of my friends. Yeah. So I didn't mind that it was actually only three months, right. uh, three weeks in advance. It's not like you had a lot of planning to do. Like, oh, I have to hit, see right. this tourist attraction. Exactly. Been, I've seen that. mostly, a lot, I've seen a lot of the main ones. Gotcha. But, you know, it's just one of those cities like L.A., New York, Chicago, Paris, Tokyo. Like, it's one that you can just always keep coming back to. Mm. And you'll never get everything done. Yeah. And there's always going to be something new to see. So might as well just make multiple trips throughout your life. I know, right? <laughs> so I'm going to cover a lot in this episode. A lot of cool things. But from a pretty different angle because I'm not really going to be talking about the touristy things. Mm-hmm. So if you're a not, you know new to London, you're talk, thinking about like what must I see. This might not be right for you. But if you kind of want to know like the the more the daily things like what I did on the daily what it's kind of like as a local what it's like being there for an extended amount of time and what's in those nooks and crannies then this is the episode for you exactly yeah so let's talk first things first getting in (laughs) yeah especially during this time yeah getting to the country so the borders open on October 11th and the the gov.uk website is actually fantastic really easy to use and they're like, okay, uh, we have red list and green list countries. And uh, he, click here for the red list. So I cr- click for the red list, make sure the U.S. is not on it. Yeah. And I click and it goes, there are no countries currently on the red list. So basically the U.K. is open. Oh. Um, and it was slightly different, you know, Wales versus Scotland versus England. Slightly mm-hmm. different, even though they're all the same. Mm-hmm. So how they're treating people getting in is essentially vaccinated versus unvaccinated since i am double vaxxed for me it was two things you need to fill out a passion passenger locator form and you have to have a negative covid test within two days of arriving in the country yeah easy peasy if you are unvaccinated you have to take a test before you fly you have to take a test on day two you have to take a test on day eight and you have to fill out the passenger locator form if you test positive for covid you have to do a 10-day quarantine yeah so it's pretty intense yeah. um to me not worth it in my opinion london is a very expensive city i could never afford right. a decent hotel for 10 days there that's exactly. too much money um i will squeeze in there because uh finland we had a layover in yeah. london so yeah. if you're wondering for layovers you just have to fill out the passenger locator form mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. regardless of uh how long you stay on your layover you have to fill that out so I'll make sure mm-hmm. that's oh there. and snafu getting there i missed mm-hmm. my connecting flight in at jfk in new york that was a whole fiasco um but i had filled out the passenger locator form to arrive on december november 7th mm-hmm. and because my flight got pushed american express rebooked me I was now arriving on November 8th, and they made me refill out the passenger locator form as I was checking in. Thank God I got there three and a half hours early Mm -hmm. because I was like, oh my gosh, I needed to go back on the website, fill out a completely new form because they're like, this literally says your old date of arrival. You need one with your new date of arrival. Yeah. So prepare for those. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, in the country, it was also interesting Mm. because I stayed in two hostels while I was there. The first hostel I stayed in for 10 days is Wombats. It was great. Second hostel I stayed in 
Um, for only three nights, it was the, the OG St. Christopher's. St. Christopher's is a big party chain throughout Europe. But I stayed at the one St. Christopher's at the pub near um, Tower Bridge. Okay. And uh, the second week I was there, I did develop a cough. I did test negative for COVID. I was being responsible. But I did develop a cough. And to be honest, I think it was because I was just going out too much and not resting. <laughs> And I don't, it's, I don't know how to take care of myself in that extra cold weather in London. It's very different from mm. healing a cough in Los Angeles, right? right? Yeah. But even when I was coughing, people in the hostel were, like, very understanding. Oh. Because what they, I said, people said this twice to me. They're like, oh, I just, I trust you. I assume that you're vaccinated if you're traveling. Oh, wow. And I was like, wow, that's a very interesting thought. Mm-hmm. Because I guess it is easier you know it's much easier to travel with your back right yeah but what if somebody is just you know they're done with their quarantine that's what i'm thinking too (laughs) but i was like also like who has this money to be quarantining for 10 14 days Mm -hmm. in an expensive city like london yeah yeah and then it felt that um i have like a nice bulleted list of all my topics it felt that maybe only like one third of people were wearing masks on public transport mask mandate throughout all of england was lifted in july Mm. um you know but people wanted to be responsible still wear it in public crowded places but i felt like only a third of people were wearing masks on public transport and to be honest public transport is nasty before covid yeah and even now people are just like more sick and like oh no you're coughing who knows what it could be so uh, go to gov.uk for most updated restrictions on travel because of the new variant. Like I said, we're beginning of December filming this. Uh, because of the new variant, there are new rules. Uh, there are now countries on the red list. So you always want to stay updated on the country that you're traveling to. Go to their government website to look at what the COVID travel restrictions are. Yes. Yep. So that's getting in. Fun stuff, right? <laughs> <laughs> the second thing one of my favorite things but probably boring to some other people is talking about how much money I spent so if you know me you've been watching our past episodes I like going with a total amount I never split it by day and then I also like trying to come home within one to two hundred dollars of that budget Mm. so I told myself I was like okay 17 days in London I bet you I can do that in three thousand dollars in three grand my total ended up being from the moment I took the Uber to the airport to depart to the moment my Uber took me back to my home in LA, $3,074. Ooh. Which is pretty good, yeah. pretty close. However, <laughs> I bought a lot of things prior to departing on this trip. And when I say things, I'm talking about like winter coats, winter boots, like classic, timeless <laughs> things that will last. Got my nails done, got a few different things off Amazon that I needed, felt I needed for this trip and to make um, a long-term stay easier. Yeah. Uh, and that equated to $1,046, unfortunately. <laughs> so my grand total actually came out to, if you want to lump that all together, $4,120. Which is not within my goal, but if you just count the trip itself, <laughs> yeah, then you it was it. within goal. Yeah. yeah. So tell me what your thought, like, if you think that's a reasonable amount of expenditures, mm-hmm. right? Anyways, that's expenses. But as I go through, as we go through this episode, that's how you'll hear um, yeah. how I spent the money. <laughs> another one, another cool topic, transport and cash. So 
Trizzy a few weeks ago talked about how Finland was completely cashless. Mm -hmm. London is the exact same. Like I tried to, I withdrew cash once, a hundred pounds, tried to offer it to stores and, and like friends. And they literally looked at me like I had three heads. (laughs) Like they, their exact face was like, no, no. And I was like, oh my God, like it's not poison. Like you can touch it. (laughs) You can touch the money. And so it's just become so cashless, which I love. Um, 2019 was the last time I went to London. I did not have any tap cards. The U.S. is weirdly behind in financial services than the rest of the world. So none of my cards were tapped. They were all still chip. But I realized now on the the tube, the underground, you could tap your tap card and it takes it directly from your card. So you don't even need an Oyster card anymore. Oh. It's amazing. Like it's a credit. Like Yeah. You just tap your your credit credit card. card. So you don't need to buy the five pound oyster cart, which I did buy at first because I thought I needed it. Right. And then my friends in the middle of my trip, they're like, you know, you can just tap your card, your Dude, credit card, that's right? Crazy. I know. The easiest thing ever. Right. So I'm out there with my American Express. Who wants a ride? <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Don't come to me for your right. to pay your tube fare. <laughs> yeah. Venmo her back though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so most people were going contactless. They were even using their phones, which I know you like to do, like paying mm-hmm. with like Apple Pay. But the thing is, what if you lose your phone? Yeah. Well, I still have like, you know, physical The cards. physical? Yeah. I guess what my friends were doing that have it all on their phone, they're not carrying their physical cards anymore. Oh, no, 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 no. I still got to carry my physical Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, okay, <laughs> what happens when you get stranded? <laughs> yeah, I still need my you know? physicals with me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as far as like schedule changes, I mean, London, I think one of the reasons I love it so much is because, and England in general, I mean, Europe in general, like the UK, there's so much availability of public transportation and trains and buses to get you from place to place yeah. and this is why most people like our age in europe like don't ever get a license or no don't find a need to drive so nice whereas that's all we do in the yeah. u.s is drive mm-hmm. and so um night trains weren't running they were shut down due to covid but i think they're opening back up now. oh so they had like a curfew for the trains or, or the last train would be like at 12 45 a.m do you know what i mean okay so, so that would be some nights when we're out with friends who are coming from way out of town they'd be like i gotta catch the last train at 12 30 ah, so got i gotta you, bounce got okay yeah um 50 i'm talking still about transport and cash i kind of lumped it together 50 percent of the places i went to didn't accept american express but that's kind of the same in the usa mm-hmm. so unfortunate but you know as i always say come with multiple cards yeah <laughs> Um, yeah. And I just love the fact that it was super contactless. No one, no one paid. Most places didn't even accept cash anymore. And I hope that the U.S. can move to yeah, that model. Yeah, I know. So future. easy. Goodness. Super, super easy. I think I took out like a hundred pounds with 10 days left. And I literally, it took me all 10 days to like really find places to use the money. <laughs> I was like, please, like, please take please my take cash. It. Yeah. <laughs> Do it does London uh require tipping? Okay, so this was interesting because I was telling some of my local friends this. I did go to a few places where they added a twelve point five percent service tip. Oh, okay. But that was also very new and every restaurant would disclaim on the receipt if you don't feel that we provide a great service, we will gladly remove this charge off your bill. Wow. Yeah. So uh, whenever they automatically added it, I would just pay it. Mm-hmm. If they didn't add it, I don't, I didn't tip. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. Yep. 
Um, now I want to talk about food because mm. London is, I mean, it's a big city. You can find anything you want, even right. the abundance of Asian food, right? But it's interesting because I think in Southern California, like I was telling someone this as a joke, but it, we have an abundance of, of Mexican food here and Asian food. And it's very easy to find. And it's almost like second nature, I yeah. guess. Like someone literally was like, okay, this, this Polish guy I met in London, he's like, okay, so what's like the typical American food? Uh, you know, a typical like American cuisine besides, I guess, hamburgers and hot dogs. And I literally blurted out Mexican food. And the other American at the table next to me was like, no, that's kind of true. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But it's cool because in London, it's like Middle Eastern and Mediterranean food are like what Mexican food is to mm. the U.S. So okay. that's like their basic kind of like street food, what they can yeah. get casually. Yeah, so cool, so different. Yeah. And like how in the U.S. we'll have like, a restaurant will be like, oh, new American, like that's the cuisine. Yeah. They'll have like modern European or like Mediterranean oh, as okay. like, that's like the standard, that's like a typical restaurant in, gotcha. in London. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, I ate lots of fish and chips in the city and I was told many times don't eat fish and chips in the city. Why is that? Because they're like, you need to be by the ocean eating it out oh, of newspaper, okay. Leah. I'm like, I know, but we're not that far. <laughs> From the ocean, so. That's good to know. I know. Um, like I mentioned in previous episodes, man, lots of places required reservations beforehand. Okay. We're yeah. always saying, like, book before, book, book every everything you can mm-hmm. out, because places are also, like, limited on space, right? And right. you don't want to be caught not being able to go um, to one of your favorite restaurants or a show mm-hmm. and whatnot. A lot of places you can order from the table, the Which table. is great. Yeah, like uh, scanning QR code. Okay, okay. Uh, what, do you, what did you it's think like, of it? The table is an app that you could order. Oh, the t- <laughs> No, it's like, uh, yeah, you can order from the table and then the server will just bring you things as mm-hmm. you put them in and you can okay. like close out your bill on the table, etc. Gotcha. And weirdly enough, probably because of the the abundance of public transport, but I ate a lot of Filipino food. Well, I was in London. I noticed And that. you saw that. I yeah. saw that. I was like, okay. I'd literally like walk, be walking, and then I'll turn and be like, what? A Filipino <laughs> ramen place? What are you? You know, it'd be yeah. so random. And I think it's just because it's so much easier. Like, LA is very sprawling. I live in the in the burbs, so it's mm-hmm. pretty far to get to good Filipino food. Whereas, like, I would randomly walk by Filipino restaurants in London and be like... Like, even my first hostel, Wombats, was literally... 20 feet away from a Filipino oh, restaurant. Wow. Yeah, I went and cool. ate there one night on my own. What area is that? Uh, the first hostel I stayed yeah. in? It's like near Tower Bridge. Tower Bridge. Okay, okay Tower so Bridge right. is the pretty one mm. that everyone thinks is London Bridge. Okay, but it's I probably not. saw that from the flight. Yeah, it's the <laughs> one that has like the pretty blue poles gotcha. and it's like, mm-hmm. you know, great architecture, okay. etc. right? But I want to talk about going out culture, mm. which is really what I did for 17 days straight. I went out. <laughs> yeah, you did. You went I went in. out. I went out so hard by day seven. I was like, <gasps> and I was like, oh my God, do I have COVID? Uh, the NHS free government COVID test confirmed I did not have COVID. Thank goodness. I just had a cough for 10 days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, I love it because I was discussing this with some locals too, but like people just go have like pints in the middle of the day. Damn. And one of my buddies was like, when when he lived in America, he was like, 
when I would go have like a beer in the middle of the day, people thought I was crazy and an alcoholic. Right. And I'm like, yeah, we don't like think that. It's just like, I don't know. We want to stay like focused and in the zone. Like beer makes yeah. me sleepy. I would just go to bed mm-hmm. afterwards. So, um, but super casual drinking culture. If you didn't know this about, you know, the UK, England, London, super casual drinking culture. Every pub I went to in the afternoon would literally be packed by like 3 p.m. I'm like, yo, y'all work here? I know. I'm like, I mean, people say the culture. same about us all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but on a different... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, this is what got me the most, and I figured this out while I was at a club in Brixton my first week there. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, and like, Trizzy doesn't drink much, but like a double shot in the UK is literally a single shot in the US. I don't even... It's like oh. a little less than two ounces. Okay. Like, But they were pushing every bar you go to in London was like double shot double shot I'm like who's trying to get this messed up like you why are you trying like a double shot in the US would put you to bed so fast and I'm like right. they never promote double shots mm-hmm. in the US because that's almost like four ounces yeah but in the UK the sizing for a shot is different gotcha and the pricing made sense too and I remember when I was getting like single shot drinks in the UK I was like, what is this water? Like, this just tastes like <laughs> melted ice. There's no alcohol in here. I'm like, I'm wasting my money. Yeah. Wasting my pounds. So, so. If, I, if I wanted to impress people, my, my drinking ability in London, I'd be like, double shot. Double shot, please. Double, double, double shot shots here. all around. <laughs> <laughs> double shot. Double shot and done, though. <laughs> um, and if you don't know this, this... Uh, they call Sprite Lemonade, which kills me. Because I've, I've been... Oh. I know. It's yeah. tough because then I'm like, what do you call lemonade then? Right. I don't remember what they call lemonade. Mm. But I was dealing with that when I was like in Peru and yeah. throughout Argentina and Colombia too. And I was yeah. like, who? Who? <laughs> and uh, so when I get there, the funniest story, I literally get there and I'm not even kidding. It's Monday. I go on a 13 hour bender with my friend Luke <laughs> and his friend Steve. Like, a bender. We just start, Jeez. we go to breakfast okay. at a pub. Mm-hmm. I'm not even kidding. It turned into 13 days. 13 days. 13 days, <laughs> 13. girl. It turned into 13 hours straight mm. of drinking. And like, everyone I tell this story to, they're like, yeah, like that sounds pretty typical. I'm like, y'all just get going benders on Tuesdays. <laughs> And just, like, don't forget about, and just forget about everything else. Like, that's what you do. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, culture's kind of, like, drinking all day. Like, the, the ease of public transport, I'm mm-hmm. just so jealous. Because you don't have to worry Same. about driving. You don't have to worry about drunk driving. You don't want parking, valet, traffic. How long is it going to get you? Where are you going to put in your car? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. All the things we got to worry about in, in L.A. in particular. Do, do they get, like the LA characters on the tube there. You know what I'm talking about when I say LA characters? What? No. Like, like what? Venice Boardwalk? Basically, yeah. Like people who mm. are just you know, characters. <laughs> um, I saw kind of like, like Walmart late night saw some late night characters. Uh-huh. Uh, but that's about it. They were just like asking for money, and that's about it. So not oh, nothing really out of the ordinary, gotcha. actually. Yeah, not like something you would see on. No, actually, basically. no. Okay. Um, no, I did see one guy. I thought this was actually pretty funny because, like, 
I paid, obviously, every single time I went in, I paid. <laughs> but this guy straight up, it was so busy in the tube and, like, security's literally not paying attention. Mm-hmm. He walks over to the side gate, a random, like, civilian, mm-hmm. walks over to the side gate, lifts up the lock from the bottom, walks through, and just continues walking. No way. And, like, I'm born and raised Catholic, so I have guilty AF yeah, yeah. conscience, so I could never not pay the four pounds to get on the train. <laughs> I just couldn't. But this man was, like, so confident in security degaff, dude. Wow. Yeah, and I was like, whoa, the huevos on this man. Like. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, so going out culture was, it was just so much fun. But, like, everyone I told, yeah, everyone was like, oh, I just went out, went out for a long time. They're like, yeah, that's classic. Like, just going out for two days straight. I'm like, I could yeah. never back home. Yeah, same. So. So, the meat of the trip, because I thought, or well, we both thought it was interesting that I would go and work remotely, mm-hmm. right, while I was there. I didn't want to leave my clients high and dry for, like, 17 days. I don't know. Going out every day is not sustainable. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, honestly, if I wasn't working, that's what I'd be doing. Right. Going out every single day. Like, yeah. not even just partying, but just, like, being out and about right. yeah. and, like, just... You know, Mm -hmm. probably spending a lot of money and eating a lot of food. And um, so I decided that I was there for like two full weeks and I would work the first half of each week. And because I would stay on East Coast time, um, even though I live on the West Coast and then I'd be in uh, Greenwich, Greenwich time. I think that's what it's called over in in the UK. I... um, would be working weird hours in the UK. So I'd be working 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. Damn. Which sucks. Yeah, that's yeah. why I was like, oh, I'll just do the first half of the weeks. Because, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, not much is going on. Yeah. Um, and I wanted, like, guaranteed Wi-Fi and a, night, a good place to concentrate. And I didn't want to um, depend on hostile Wi-Fi, especially with dozens of other people trying to use it, you know. So I opted to buy day passes to a co-working space. Which is awesome. Which was so dope. And by by now you would have seen the reel on my Instagram and my TikTok about Second Home. Shout out to Second Home. They were amazing. And I was specifically looking for a co-working space that was open 24-7 but also had day passes. So I was looking for like a unicorn. Mm-hmm. which is, is tough to find. But I figured, like, in a big city like London, I'm like, you should be able to... There should be something like this. Yeah. And luckily, Second Home has four locations in the city and the Spitalfields one, which is uh, the OG location, was open uh, nice. 24-7. Yeah, and so I bought day passes. They were about 25 pounds a day, which is about 35 US. Mm-hmm. But there's showers, lockers, full-on, like, Malin and Goats toiletries. So, like, wow. shampoo, soap, um conditioner they had hair dryers they also had cough unlimited coffee and tea with oat milk damn i know oat milk and regular creamer and those were like the perks of everything uh you could print for free if you wanted to obviously the wi-fi um and tons of spaces to sit throughout the building so damn you could have just stayed there (laughs) i know i was thinking i was like oh i could shower here but i kept showering at like the gym instead (laughs) but it was a really good i was glad that i purchased it because i did have to host a couple events while i was there and Mm so i'm glad that i was able to find like a quiet nook in the space there's four floors And that I was able to, you know, you can bring food in if you want to. And and the fact that I was able to, you know, have 
strong, dedicated Wi-Fi. Also, it seemed like everyone while I was working there, no one was working international hours. So, like, literally after 6 p.m., it'd be a ghost town, which was mm-hmm. kind of creepy. But they always had we had 24-7 reception, right? Okay. And um, when it got to late, like, after 8 p.m., they brought in a security guard as well. Okay. So I felt safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for yeah, the most cool. mo- for the most part after eight after six p.m. it was literally just it was you. dead yeah it was me wow. and I was like this is so weird I'm like for such a big international city and and like in these times where people everyone's working remote I was like there is no one working on U.S. hours here it's just yeah. me so it was like Kevin and Home Alone just running up and down the floors <laughs> being like is anyone here no it's just me yeah. <laughs> but yeah shout out to Second Home there's also a location in West Hollywood. Oh, nice! It's a beautiful building. Wow! I know. I wanted to. I want to show it to you, but mm-hmm. check out the reel I have. It explains all the perks. It's great. So nice. Yeah, and I think working remotely too. So on those days that I worked two to ten p.m., which is not ideal for exploring, mm. what I decided to do was like maybe walk a neighborhood, like not do anything too far from yeah. from work, but I would like walk. Uh, throughout the neighbor, throughout certain neighborhoods, I'd go grab brunch at places I wanted to try, mm-hmm. go have coffee. Uh, some days I would go to spin class in the gym. Yeah, Leah did exercise, eat, explore in London, and I'm so happy she did that. That mm-hmm. was awesome. Yep, I was very <laughs> proud of myself. I was like, I'm gonna make my co hustler proud, and I have class pass, which was mm-hmm. just recently bought out by Mind Body, but they're still operating the same as of right now. So class pass is a network of gyms. Uh, that you can go to around the world. And I love that, mm-hmm. you know, it works in London. So I went to like a One Rebel Spin class. Oh my gosh, this studio is elite. You would have loved, there's like a full on like hair salon Damn. in the studio, like top notch showers. Like it's, it was just so much fun. It was huh. so beautiful. And then I also went to like a Digme Fitness uh, class as well. And they do all kinds of, 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 uh, fitness classes at Digme Fitness like they have um, yoga and whatnot and each one had like a smoothie bar and it was just a lot of fun like walking to the gym like a local like walking to the gym before work like being with all the other Londoners like it just felt felt really cool (laughs) but um yeah and I spent one day that I didn't buy a day pass to Second Home, which is my co-working space. Mm. I spent it working in a cafe in the back of a church, a stunning, stunning church. It's called Host Cafe in St. Aldemary's Church and is like in central London. And I also have a super cool reel on my Instagram and my TikTok about that. Yeah. And like, you know, if you've been following me on LA in flight, you know that I try to kind of look for more unique places to work rather than your typical Starbucks. Like, mm-hmm. I'll find places that convert into wine bars or places in the back of a church or places that you wouldn't really necessarily think to go work from just because um, anyone can go work at a Starbucks yeah. or a Coffee Bean. But I kind of like finding those hidden gems, and they're usually yeah. very local, right? They're not a chain. So, so. cool. Yeah. 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 And so um, working remotely, I thought, yeah, it was... It was interesting, and I'm glad I did it, and I'm glad I also didn't do it the whole time. Yeah. On the days I wasn't working, I was literally out all day. I'd come home, change, Mm -hmm. and go out all night. Nice. Yeah, so it was exhausting. Were your clients aware that you were in London? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Oh, yeah. They absolutely were. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just shifted my hours a bit. Gotcha. For accommodations, I felt like I really switched it up on this trip. Mm -hmm. I mean, the first... 
two weeks, I stayed in hostels. Like, the first 10 days, I was in Wombats, which is great. It's a massive operation. Uh, definitely a lot of long-term stays there. Mm-hmm. And I got a discount for booking in a six-dorm bed for, like, more than eight days. Uh, there was only one other guy in there that was there for a while. And to be honest, like, he smelled really bad. So I kept the, <laughs> the windows open the whole time, no matter how cold it got. So even in sleeping situations, the dorms are never... there. It's, it's a co-ed space. Yeah, unless you book, like, a female dorm. Gotcha. An all-female dorm, which I've come to love even more and more these past few mm. weeks because I've moved into a few of them. Nice. Um, or I've stayed in a few before, but I stayed in one recently as well. Nice. Excuse me. Um, and then so after that, for some reason, I thought I wanted to stay in a party hostel after that. <laughs> so I moved to St. Christopher's, which was not the move because by then I had uh, developed this cough, which was not covid mm-hmm. But it was like, why did I think I wanted to stay in a party hostel when I've been partying so hard that I made myself sick? Yeah. And so I went to the party hostel, um, not partying at all. I was like out with friends. I was very like, this trip, I was out with friends that I knew from in and around London the entire time. Like people came from out of town to visit me from Nottingham and Bristol. It was so nice. But I really was actively, I was like not trying to make friends in the hostel. Mm. Which is so, like, unlike me. And I'm like, I feel like I'm wasting these social hostels. (laughs) I was like, why did I move into a social hostel? I don't even want to be social. I wanted to be social (laughs) with my current friends. Like, I didn't want to meet new people. I was like, I have so many plans already. Yeah. Like, I don't need to meet new people. Which sounds, like, weird. But I'm like, why am I doing this? (laughs) And so, by the, I think, like, the, the third to last night, I was... Still hacking up a lung. It wasn't COVID. Um, I was staying in a four-bedroom dorm with three other guys, and they all honestly smelled like caca, and they kept closing the window at night. And it was like, there was like condensation. It was so freaking hot in the room. And I was like, I kept coughing, and I'm like, I can't do this anymore. I want my own space. I want my own, um, you know, my own place to just hack up a lung, control the temperature. And so I ended up moving into... A hotel, the Z Hotel, is a little chain throughout the UK, and I absolutely loved it. And at that point, I was ready to pay any amount, but I spent the last two nights in a really nice, really small 10 by 10 hotel. It was really cute, like nice. my own bathroom bed. That's oh, all you yeah. need, and a TV, right? Could lower the temperature, and it was like 175 for two nights. Okay. Not too bad, bad for, and it was in the middle of London, like next to Trafalgar yeah. Square. That's so. total with taxes and fees? Yep. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was like a Sunday, Monday night. So like the cheapest nights of the week. But yeah. honestly, like I actually loved it so much. It was like so cute and boutique that I became a member of the chain. And now I want to stay mm. at the Z hotels whenever I go to the UK. <laughs> yeah. The Z hotel. <laughs> but as far as like accommodation, I mean, like I knew I wanted to do hostels. I did not expect to move myself into a hotel. But if you're just going to London, I, I know I said this wasn't really an episode for first timers to London but if you're going there for the first time like central London mm-hmm. um places like Soho Bayswater uh, Notting Hill Camden Shoreditch these are all the really popular neighborhoods to stay in in London look at those places first if you're looking for a place to stay and keep in mind London is a very expensive city uh, you will find a range of hotels but a lot of them are on the more expensive side if you do not book in advance. And a Saturday night in London 
will run you, I don't know, like 500 pounds for hotel room, which is why I moved on the Sunday instead of the mm, Saturday damn. as well. Yeah, because I could not afford a Saturday night in a hotel in London. So I stayed in my smelly hostel. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, uh, it's super easy booking or book direct. Like we, we said a few episodes ago, booking direct is usually the way to go, mm-hmm. but that is accommodation and unique experience. Like, like we said earlier, this really was a trip for me, like an extended trip to hang out with friends. I felt like I was taking my activities from pre COVID in LA of like going out, being with friends, eating a lot of good food and just moving them to London for half of a month. Like this, since this is my third time, I wasn't being really touristy. I've seen, uh, all of the monuments, a lot of the monuments, not every single one. I've been to a lot of the museums Mm -hmm. I'm like, I just felt like I didn't need to do that this time around. But some of the cool, unique experience I did do, like the more local things. I went to two different Westfield malls for Kate's. <laughs> for Kate's. They got Westfield for malls Kate's, there? Yeah. For Kate's pop-up stores because my friend is an artist and um, her art is being featured at these pop-up stores for the holidays, which is cool. So oh, I went to awesome. Yeah, I went to help support her at the pop-up openings. Amazing. So on two different Westfield malls on the opposite sides of town. Um... I went to Hampstead Heath, which is a super cute small town that our friend Denise recommended. I saw a couple reels on it, and uh, Trizzy loved this story, but it started raining, so I popped into a pub when I got there, and I actually ended up drinking and eating fish and chips with two like adorable little old grandpas for the three hours I was there, and I had to be back that night because I was going to Brixton, so I had to go back to the hostel, change, head down to Brixton for dinner and the club. And so I didn't have time to actually explore Hampstead Heath. Instead, I spent the entire three hours inside a pub drinking with two old grandpas retelling their life stories. That is adorable. Yeah, it was really fun. It was a lot of fun. It was an afternoon well spent. That would happen (laughs) to you in London, right? London, yeah. I feel like that's the thing to do. Yeah, it's so (laughs) fun. Yeah, hanging out in a pub for a few hours, right? Yeah. Um... Maltby Street Market in Bermondsey, which is just south of the river. It's this cute little alleyway with uh, food vendors, but like it's not massive like Borough Market or, um, you know, Spitalfields Market. It's not these huge food halls. It's a very, very small alleyway with maybe like six to seven vendors, mm-hmm. but packed, delicious, and there's a couple other like wine bars around it. So I thought that was really cute. Good thing that like the locals usually only know. Um, local spin gyms. We talked about this earlier. It was really cool to be able to use class pass. Um, I went to a Chinese food place that still was cash only. The one place I used cash in all of London. It's called Silk Road in Camberwell. Uh, I went with friends. Is poppin'. I don't know how we got a reservation at 8 p.m. on a Friday night, but Ibby did wow. it. <laughs> oh, I went with Ibby. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, and his friends, his Parisian friends, his girlfriend and his friend from Paris. So. Awesome. Um, that was a ton of fun. So yeah, just like these tiny little unique experiences, like places I would never go to if I was just a tourist, I didn't know anyone in London. I would have never thought to go to these places. So, um, that's that's so cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Really like just, just hung out with friends and did what, what they wanted to do, Mm -hmm. you know? So 
to wrap all of this up, you know, I am all about slow travel. Elaine Flight is about that slow travel, but I am blessed and privileged enough to be able to slow travel. I know a lot of people do not have those circumstances. So, you know, what I'm, I'm able to spend an extended amount of time in a place and my wish for you anyone that's listening is that you get the opportunity to do that if you can like don't be so quick to rush through a country through to rush through different cities like Mm -hmm. I recommend and I know this is not feasible so it's it's kind of tough to say this because it's like I can tell you all this all you want but like if your workplace or employer doesn't allow it it's a little bit harder and we're hoping in the future to bring people on experts on to coach people on how they can ask maybe um their managers or bosses for more time to work remotely or you know work abroad and whatnot but i like to recommend trying to spend like seven to ten days in one place yeah like i know that sounds so long and you can cut it short if you hate it but like how do you really know how a place functions if you only see it for a weekend definitely i feel like the weekend is the the in light the um what's it called the the version of it that's like not real life mm. do you know what i mean right the right. weekend like you want to see it on the work on the weekdays the work yeah. days too so london for me 17 days there was a perfect opportunity to you know live like a local go to the gym try these markets i never would have gone to literally stumble upon filipino food places that's awesome um utilize public transport at all hours of the day it was so great between like 1 mm-hmm. and 3 p.m. when there's no one on public Man, transport so nice. and really just spend quality time with my friends like i said i had friends come out from like 2 hours away Uh, by train also and friends that were in town from different parts of the country and it was just Mm -hmm. so good being able to be in a in a massive city where people could easily take the train in and we could reconnect after not seeing each other for three years after five years um so this trip was really near and dear to my heart didn't do really anything touristy but it was just such a great you know two and a half weeks in london and you got to meet like the our travel friends in real life. I did. I got to meet, um, you know, Andrea from All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I got to meet Ibby, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Tales of a Traveler podcast. I got to meet a lot of my Instagram friends yeah. who are based in London. I was so happy I got to meet some of my friends' friends that yeah. they've known forever. And so really expanded my network and it was just so exciting seeing new places yeah yeah so that is my takeaway try to spend as long as you can in one city to really discover it and i really hope this episode inspired you to see different parts of london different parts of the uk or just you know find joy and fulfillment uh, at home um when you think it may not be the best tourist destination i guarantee you there's things that that you or someone else will appreciate. So thanks for listening to London. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Ticket to Anywhere podcast. Don't forget to connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. If you love travel as much as we do, hit subscribe on our YouTube channel as well as anywhere you listen to podcasts such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Pocket Casts. Thank you all for your support so far. When you have the time, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We love to hear your thoughts and feedback, and it'll help others come across our episodes and hopefully be inspired to travel and adventure anywhere.